Welcome to the exclusive release of the Locksmith Podcast original series, an in-depth analysis of the inner workings of astrology. In the last episode, we held a brief overview of the planets. After placing a specific focus on vibrational frequency and scale, we explained the astrological progression of the planets building upon the basis of everything thus far, beginning with the ruler of Leo, the Sun. Today, we will move our discussion to the celestial sphere of influence correspondent to the comparative depth of emotional feeling between selves, high and low, within and without, as reflecting to the sun and communicating with us the experience of existence. From dangers of potential in life and death to the conscious fear of other as implicit subconscious awareness of potential expressing this alongside the healing and restorative potential of the flowing, subtle toe of feminine watery emotion, correspondent recognized as the moon. So, without further ado, I'm Jay Castle, and this is The Locksmith Podcast. In astrology, the key to a good read is simply not making everything so complex. The moon is represented as a waxing crescent. It's literally that which influences the tide the raising of the sea, and the moving of the waters. Now keep in mind, the moon is that which fully expresses the personal and internal self as reflection of the higher self. We cannot avoid this reflection, so must integrate our emotions. Otherwise, we face dire repercussions, as our emotional self is as much a part of you as your personality. Here's an interesting pattern for scale. The sun is bound to the center, and the moon is bound to revolve. The sun and moon are likened as two of a kind, where the earth is therefore in parallel contraposition to the sun, the fixed implication and cardinal expression of existence. Within the mutable potential existence, the conscious free will of self within self and ego to self is the expression of implication which is of and experiences the expression as such. Now, remember, just as our sun is a reflection of the universe above, the moon reflects the sun below, and it mirrors in a way to how Mercury revolves around the sun as a crystallized expression of the sun's implications, whereas the moon is that which revolves around the earth, crystallizing implications of the expression sent to her as reflected upon the earth. The moon receives the masculine impressions of existence as correspondent to manifest emotional responses within our lives. As well, this is the synthesizing of answers to subconsciously identified patterns, the correspondently recognized paternal and maternal influences. This is conveying, in essence, the feelings which would take volumes to express in words and never come close. It is the influence of emotional and relational, ultimately the churning nurturer which receives and stirs, blending together to manifest the brightest light in the night sky as an internal reflection of the environment at large, especially with regard to perspective understanding. The moon is the celestial sphere which rules over the sign of Cancer and is exalted in Taurus, which is so interesting as the moon rules the crab and lifted up by the bull. This is the divine expression of feminine nature as only she can express, and it's just freaking awesome. So in astrology, the moon is the feminine and nurturing part of oneself, expressing the anima in men. This is the aspect of yin within yang, which means if 
you are a man searching for love, you can use your moon sign to gain insight into someone who you may be attracted to. This isn't someone who you uh, will end up with, but it, it, it gives you insight into yourself, more, more into who you are. The moon is attuned to the past, and it isn't always kind. If your past is tragic, you can likely find a poorly aspected moon as correspondent informative. And this may show a correspondent likelihood to developing addictions if you have a poorly aspected moon. This increases the potential for spiritual development as well, but this is of course dependent upon whether you choose to overcome or ignore unwell and unhealthy emotional patterns or coping mechanisms. See, this is where the moon thrives best, allowing you to feel what you can't put into words. And in tying this back around to astrology, symbolism works best if viewed through the lens of correspondence. The moon is an expression of that which has occurred in life, laying the groundwork for preceding patterns. The moon revolves around the earth, which is to say that which influences the tide is locked in the gravity of life. What has you locked in its gravity? What's influencing your tide? The moon is your friend, your emotions, and your emotional understanding of self. It is what churns and works upon the self as the alchemical stirring of received stimulus. If you feel like an awful person, it's because your internal correspondent to the moon is recognizing the poor decision-making patterns and transmitting this information to you the best it can. The moon is communicating to you. Your subconscious, rather, is communicating to you. The moon is its correspondent, and within the subconscious communication, it uses emotion to tell you about the coming tides, if you know how to read the signs. The moons and our eyes project an external reflection, representing the cohabiting system of subconscious and conscious processes, primed for polar awareness in alignment with the divine feminine and sacred masculine expressions of existence and consciousness, conceptually connecting disparate relations to expand our vision until the moment we see something worth striving for strikes an interest in us. Our eyes light up, and consciousness is truly engaged. For the image on the water is that of the sky, and the implications therein influence the sea. We are like the essential mineral of the cosmos, the rhinestone conduit, crystallization of experiences in connection with one another, existence as such, the experience and the expression, the unique and saturating sacred and divine relationship in implication, which allows for the creation of new relationships between us all. That's the energetic exchange, the catalytic process of alchemical transmutation, the forging of relationships within the external environment. This is what engages the interpolative exchange of energy between conduitive elements. You see, the archetypes are the axiomatic principal forces, the modes, elements, and ultimate children of divine feminine and sacred masculine. These archetypes are correspondent with planets, expressing themselves throughout the external environment, interacting as we perceive, express, and impress recognizable signs upon the receptive subconscious emotional interaction. If you ignore these multiple aspects of self, never becoming home on earth, you can become blinded by self-hatred, expressing an internal affliction upon the external environment. And I believe this is what happens when archetypes become tangled up in a sea of derision. You're unable to become integrated and you suffer from unfulfilled potential, haunting the soul within the forsaken shadow. 
At what level do you seize life for yourself? You're the unique expression of your perceived impression of experience, the ego to the self, moon reflective to the sun. But who you are is more than that. Who are you preparing your history to become? That's what the moon seeks to reflect. So that you may know whether or not that is a life you wish to live. In summation, the things we allow to influence our emotional states tell us more about ourselves than they do the external world. Life is simultaneously so simple and so complex, it's understandable getting focused on one point of view and missing out on the bigger picture of it all. But life occurs when the seeds of manifestation for creative potential harmonize within the constraints of possibility. If you have little restriction, you're flooded with possibility, but little direction. A future rife with vast potential for whatever you want, but what do you want? That's for you to decide. And is wanting something not in and of itself a constraint? If you're selective with what works, you move towards definitive direction. Yeah, you may lack the ultimate freedom of childhood, but at least you finally grow up and gain some self-respect and become something worth expressing your experience. Beauty without explanation is significance without experience. If you really want to feel something, really want to experience something, you got to figure out what the sponge feels like soaking in the weight of its potential. Soaking up the waters of emotion, steeping the implications for us to feel and experience life so that we may understand beauty and love. The moon offers reflections of the sun. What does your personal essence contain in potential to be? What's reflecting back at you? If you enjoy this content, find The Locksmith Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and stay tuned in. If you want to show your support, find The Locksmith Podcast on Patreon and subscribe. Patrons receive episodes before anyone else, gaining access to bonus content like behind-the-scenes info, opportunities to talk to The Locksmith, and even a chance to be featured in upcoming episodes. As always, this has been The Locksmith Podcast. I'm Jay Castle. Thanks for joining.